0: Hey, ladies, welcome back to the Heart Gems podcast. It is your beautiful host, Caitlin, and I am back with another episode. So today, before we get into all the good juiciness and stuff like that, I just want to have some casual girl talk. So I have been watching um, Disney Plus, and one of my favorite, favorite movies growing up Was The Cheetah Girls. And (laughs) it's funny because I like cringe for the first 15 minutes of watching the first Cheetah Girls because I'm like, what in the world? I literally wanted to be them. Okay. And it's funny because, okay, so I was 11 when I first watched that movie and I did not know how self-centered and arrogant that So Raven was like, oh my goodness. So... (laughs) that's growth okay because i really loved her character as a kid <laughs> um but it's also funny that i uh started watching the second one and it's crazy cuz i actually like the second one now as an adult more than the first one. When I was a kid, I did not like the second one. Like it was, it got corny to me after that. But now as an adult, I'm like, you know, this is pretty good. It's kind of funny. You know, Raven is funny. Raven Simone is funny to me. She's probably always going to be funny to me, but it just felt good to like sit. And (laughs) I actually, like I said, I cringed the first 15 minutes of watching the first Cheetah Girls, but I just I made myself sit there and watch it because I I feel like it was it was good for my inner child okay sometimes we need to you know take care of our inner little girl and I think it was good for her to see that again and to just like reminisce and you know for me to like go back and just be in that headspace of like (laughs) what I wanted to be when I was 11 years old um but yeah, it was crazy, and I really enjoyed it. After a while, I, I actually watched it all the way to the end, um, and it was really good. And I've had so much fun singing all the songs, y'all. <laughs> I forgot I knew like almost all the songs except the last one, um, and I'm just thinking to myself like, this is so unrealistic. Like at the towards the end, the dog. So, I don't even know her name. But I know that... Okay, so Toto, he gets stuck in an underground tunnel or something like that. And, like, all of a sudden, you know, the school talent show is shut down. The whole neighborhood is shut down. And then, you know, they have to sing in order to get the dog out. And it's just so corny. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then with a guy... I see some of y'all might not have watched it, but um, in the middle of the, the movie, Raven, there's this guy who has a crush on Raven and he's like all like flirty with her and he whispers in her ear talking about some, you know, you steal my boo. I'm like, boy, <laughs> get out of her ear. Ugh, so cringy, but so good. I think it was so good. I think my, my the little girl in me really enjoyed <laughs> watching that. Um, But yeah, so let's get into this episode. Today, I am going to talk about a mommy moment that I had that I am so proud of. I'm going to talk about personal thought work that I did on believing in myself and my brand. And I'm going to talk a little bit about therapy. So let's get right into it. Today was the first day my son went back to daycare and everything was fine. We were just about to leave out the door until he remembered his lions. Girl, you have been two steps out the door and your child being the tiny human that they are, remembers their favorite toy and gets acting up? Honey, honey. I be having to go off into La La Land for a second to gather my bearings, okay? Because your girl be trying not to be flustered and frustrated, but it be hard, you know? But thankfully, I have some techniques that I've learned from my mom and other moms. Um, and I remembered that he's just a tiny human being with some anxiety about leaving his little toys, okay? So I took him by the hand and we said, Bye-bye to his lions <laughs> because that's what he wanted, okay? He wanted to take the lions to school, but he couldn't, okay? He did not want to leave his lions. And honestly, I think on some level, they would have been a safety net for him at daycare because he has been home with me and all his toys for about four weeks because of corona, you know, taking everybody out their daily routines. So I understood, like, me taking that time to just, like, breathe and catch myself for a second I was able to understand and I'm proud of myself for that um after you know he said goodbye to his, to his lions he was okay and it was a lot easier for us to leave and I'm happy that I was able to you know calmly talk him down and understand that he's just a little human trying to navigate this world just like me you know except I'm responsible for helping him do that and I'm glad that I'm able to nurture him in such a way. I think it's easy for us, especially single parents, to be on autopilot and forget that our little kids, our little children, their worlds are just as real as ours, and One of my parenting goals is to validate my son's reality and support him in the best way possible, however that may look, right? And of course, there will be boundaries in place, but today, okay, today I give myself the Good Mommy Award, okay? I did that, I did that, clap for me, (laughs) y'all. So, Question to my single mothers, do you take time to recognize and appreciate when you've done something great as a mom? You know, we don't always get it right, but when we do, I think it's noteworthy to pull that out, to emphasize it, to emphasize it, and to glorify it. Because if we spend too much time in, in Mommy guilt, you know, Mommy guilt ain't trustworthy. And Mommy guilt gonna have us keeping our, letting our baby stay up to four, five in the morning watching um, Morpho. Okay? On YouTube. So, (laughs) we don't need those problems. (laughs) All right. So, the next topic I'm going to talk about is some thought work I did on believing in myself. And this is going to touch base on an inner dialogue that I had with myself. So, lately, I have been, I've had my eyes on the Bee Simone. And every time I watch her, I get a sense of someone who radically believes in themselves. And, It made me question my own self-beliefs and how I can be better at believing in myself and my brand. So I did some thought work on it, and I want to share a little bit about that process. So I have been into the idea that most of everything I need comes from within myself. And I have been in the habit of asking myself questions and answering those questions and just, you know, sort of allowing things to flow. The question that I asked myself was, Caitlin, do you believe in yourself? And the answer I felt was a little bit, right? So that was my answer. And so I was like, okay, a little bit. Why? Because my goal is to give myself clarity and analyze where my beliefs are so that I can increase the momentum of them. So I asked myself a little bit why and What came up was, do you actually actually believe in your perspective on the topics that you like? That was another question, a question on top of a question. And now, this may sound a little confusing because it's not the standard ask a question, give an answer. But like I said, this is an inner dialogue with myself about my beliefs. So... I didn't answer the question directly. Instead, I went on to clarify what resonates with me in terms of things I like to talk about and why. And this is what I wrote. (laughs) I said, I think that I offer a unique perspective on things such as self-awareness and self-consciousness. I gravitate toward mental and emotional well-being and evolution. I am an emotional person who carry emotions heavy. Most of my conversations are about mental and emotional health, relationships and communications. How can we better how can we be better at communicating with others? It's why I took up communication studies. I wanted to learn how to communicate effectively. I'm not a shallow thinker. I love deep thinking and explore, and exploring different beliefs, narratives, and perspectives in school. I used to oh excuse me. In school, I used to love when we would critical think and analyze topics. I took classes such as anthropology, African-American studies, feminism, and I also took a, a psychology class that explored various answers to what is the meaning of life. And I remember there being so many different perspectives and having to write a paper on what I thought the meaning of life was. And so I thoroughly enjoyed it things just aren't black and white to me there's always more to peel and discover in this life so me being led to to explain all of that made me see that part of my lack of belief in myself and my brand It's not being clear about what inspires and drives me. And so writing that out gave me perspective and motivation to to turn towards things that inspire me to my core, not just the surface level things, you know, not just coming up with topics that I think that other people want to hear, but actually talking about things that resonate with me that I love and owning that. Um. So when I tell y'all, I be having so much on my mind that I be needing to write it out, like it's real. I have like made it a habit to have these conversations um, with myself, and it has really aided in my growth and and, and development of like my self relationship and my self esteem, because what we say to ourselves is way more important than what we say to others and what others say to say to us. Um, And so when I have conversations with myself, I allow things to just flow. Like I said, it wasn't the standard ask a question, give an answer. But it was still very effective in clarifying what I needed to clarify in order to feel more confident about believing in myself. Um, The next topic that I'm going to talk about piggybacks off of um, this one. And it's about therapy and why I think, you know, it's important to go, especially within our Black community. First of all, that technique that I just um, shared with you all, I learned that from my therapist. It was kind of like my therapist talking to me um, and, you know, how we talk to each other. I can now have those conversations with myself, right? Um And so I think that the voice for the voice that that is normalizing therapy within the black community is it's getting louder. But I think it could be a little bit louder, louder. Um, I'm not sure where the idea comes from, where, you know, therapy is for crazy people only. But, you know, <laughs> it should have never started. I personally think that our black community would be further along if most of us went. Um, I mean, you can literally see the mental health issues rooted in our communities. Right. The violence in Chicago, for example, you cannot tell me that therapy don't need to be normalized out there, especially when there's a culture where people kill people for killing people who kill people. Okay, did y'all catch that? People kill people for killing people who kill people. And it's just no end to it. It's it's honestly, it's sad and insane. Like, are you guys crazy? So, you know, just to throw my little tidbit in there, go to therapy. Just try it. If you've never tried it before, now's the time while it's being normalized. There are also some very affordable options out there. Um, You know, therapy has been the number one tool to... Help me overcome so many mental hurdles and battles. Um, The one thing about a therapist is that she is unbiased and has nothing to gain or lose from telling you the truth. They are also more trained in the mental department than your best friend. I'm just talking, but I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> so I want to know your thoughts on each of these topics. Let me know in the comments. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at hergems_podcast. And thanks for listening. Bye.